Lowe's knows you'll do it right and do it yourself to save on what you need to make stylish updates to your kitchen and bathroom. We do it right too by offering Delta kitchen and bathroom faucets and accessories. Both feature spot shield technology so you don't have to worry about water spots and stains. Stop in today and save on Delta's Valdosta collection. It comes in a variety of finishes so you get the look that's right for you. Whatever project is next on your to-do list, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Back chat with Maria McCann. Now, years ago, I remember, like, with the, the infirmary in John's Hill and Arkeen, you go up to the A&E, there's never anybody up there. Never anybody mm. up there. But now, I have a pain in my hair. Oh, let's go to The first day, they were all out just fecking the snow at each other, you know? yeah. And then the second day, it got a bit classier. And the third day, there was a real, like, a real snowman. I think yeah. it was the length of time they right. had it. For- Only in Ireland. You rob something from a store. You run home to your house in a foot of snow, so the guards only have to follow you yeah. back to the house. <laughs> I just thought only in Ireland. Back chat with Maria McCann. Paul Dara Warford in your pocket, Joe Cregan and Lauren Trainer are with me this morning. I have to say, hats off to you, Lauren. Hats off equally to the two of you as well. But hats off to you because you were at the Solace Dance for Life last night in uh, Waterford and you're still here this morning. So still I appreciate here. that. In, but in body. Like in body. <laughs> <laughs> we'll discuss who led you astray in a moment. But um, it just seems to have been a fantastic night. It really was, Maria. I've been involved with the Dance for Life for the past three years now. Uh, danced in it the first year and then got sense and decided I'd go back and stage manage it. But it is just a beautiful event and that's the only way to describe it it's full of fun and entertainment and then there's all there's that lovely story about the Sulla Centre and what they do for people and the 40 people that danced last night each and every one of them had a reason um, for doing it and that came through mm. um, in, in their dances um, and, and in their interviews and stories afterwards it's, it's, it was just a fantastic night the standard was so high um, and the the effort that everybody put in to get it onto the stage last night was just phenomenal and it was won by the wife of my late colleague um, yeah. Kevin Casey yeah oh, wow. Marguerite um, won last night and absolutely deservedly so she danced with Tony McMahon of Bellissimo, Bellissimo yeah. and the two of them just they did the most beautiful waltz that you can imagine um, she was stunning she should definitely go into dance but yeah it was won by Marguerite and it was really nice for her family and Kevin's family and everybody in WLR and Dunmore East and she had phenomenal support there last night as well but mm. as she said herself the reason she decided to do it was just as a distraction for to I suppose get over the first yeah. the second year sorry um, the second year Kevin passed in January 26 17 16 mm. and she used it um, you know for something to do for the second year and she said she absolutely just took her into a new space you know yeah. um, and she, she's a stunning dancer and uh, you know, I love I love that everybody has a story that does it <clears throat> like they want to to do it to help someone to remind them or to pay back in some way. Yeah, yeah, they, they do. Um, and not everybody has, and I, I don't mean this in a derogatory term. But not everybody has a sad story. Yeah. But some people, like there was a lady on the stage last night um, who um, <coughs> was diagnosed with breast cancer two years to the day. Um, last night and that was just a coincidence but she couldn't do it last year so her husband did it and this year she came back and danced with her husband you know it was just beautiful like um, last year as I said I've been involved for the past three years and last year um, it's in kind of like March time every year and Mm. last year um, my granny had just been diagnosed with cancer and I remember saying to Tracy McJade of the Soda Centre I must get her now to go out 
to the solace mm. center you know she'd really get something out of that mm. and she passed away three months later and to, for me to come back and for all we've been through in the last yeah. year and what my family have gotten out of the solace center just really shows um i think everything that they do such a fantastic and it's such place. a fantastic Amazing. fundraiser you know mm. there's people on the stage off the stage in the audience the money that the dance for life brings in makes solace possible. and it's hard to, to fundraise these days like it, it is but hard to there is it one is. thing i'll have to say about the oh. solace center and i this is why i simply love what they do when they do a fundraiser, they bring the whole community. They do, together. So many people, and we all know, we could be down the street, we just give four pounds a week to whatever charity, whatever it is. Mm. But the Solace Centre, everybody gets involved. It's part of the community, and you're getting something back out of it as well. Mm. Whether it's enjoyment, the run for life, you're getting a bit of fitness mm. there, whatever it is, yeah. you can bring the whole family into it. And I think that's the important message because it gets people involved. Yeah. That's the message to get. Mm. Uh, Michelle Condon, the choreographer last <coughs> night, said the big C word last night was community. Now, absolutely, so, and that, that was a line yeah. directly yeah. from Michelle. She said it herself, and it, it that sums it up. I think. Yeah, you know, that's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, us as Irish people. I mean, my mum, she died of cancer, and my dad wouldn't say the word cancer. Up to the day he died, he wouldn't say the word mm. cancer. Mm. Just it's the just same word. for a lot of people. You know? Same for a lot yeah. of people. Yeah. Skirt around what's actually mm. happening well I suppose they don't want to offend anybody either and everybody is touched by cancer yeah. you know it doesn't yeah. matter some people are very private about it some people are very vocal about it and they, they, they're happy to share it I know a few people that danced last night in memory of somebody that they've lost some some of them that find it very difficult to get over the loss of them mm. and they're dancing in their memory but even for the awareness it's about awareness as oh, well yeah. as, especially with men and testicular cancer that they just don't want to go about it and it's really important however they reach out and as you said they've had fun they're practicing they're all coming together and it's all good and the money at the end of the day does amazing work oh, the counselling all the different initiatives that they have out there all the different treatments it's amazing the reflexology mm-hmm. all the things but isn't that the point as well I mean like it goes to show the cancer is not the death sentence it Absolutely. used to be yeah. and yeah. with organisations and the people most importantly involved in the solid centre that gave that support to the people and mm-hmm. gave that bump into life again I remember my wife she had uh, cervical cancer and uh, she was up in St. Louis for six weeks, went through the whole, um, what do you call process. it, chemotherapy mm-hmm. process and everything else. But there was no support there, none okay. whatsoever. And um, it's only later then that the Solid Centre and a friend of hers subsequently got uh, breast cancer. And Jean, uh, my wife, just said to her, look, will you go up to the Solid Centre? And she did, and it made the whole difference because mm-hmm. she was suffering very, very badly from depression. Mm-hmm. She because she had a double mastectomy she wasn't a woman anymore mm-hmm. do you know all these kind of things and everything else and uh, she got that support and she actually came out for herself now she's after starting her own business fantastic wow. they're, they're travelling the world she's after finding that new lease in life yeah. so yeah. it's kind it of is, that problem it's, it's the community and that's it it's the community. That's it. It's, but you're not alone yeah. there's well, people what, out there what other people can do for well. you is, is and that's why fantastic. I love the Solace Centre I love supporting yeah. the Solace Centre well done to the Solace team you know they're most predominantly volunteers and what they the work they do every day day in day out behind the scenes is just I mean we all come in for dance for life or the run for life or things like that but mm. the team they're there the whole time I don't want to name them but Anne-Marie and Tracy particularly and they have a whole team behind them the work they do every day up in the Sutter Centre is just phenomenal but have you ever danced on it? me? no yeah. I can't dance two left feet <laughs> I tap dance once but I fell into the sink <laughs> Remember years ago, the Bridge Hotel? Yes. And there used to be a balcony Queuing. down there. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, looking over the balcony. And all the fellas, like, they'd be all looking down the balcony. Bag of Hell. Nobody could go out and dance and dance. <laughs> couldn't dance well, we were place. talking just before we came on about diets and health and everything. <laughs> the year I danced in Soda Centre, it's the best exercise indiscreet that you will ever do. But they say that even I lost a stone and a half like, in oh my eight God. weeks. Like, without 
even try. So it's just exercise. Like just, yeah. What dance did you do? I did the Charleston with John Hayes. Oh. So oh, that's, that's, pretty pretty cool. that's an energetic one. John Hayes on, on his own is, is enough <laughs> to get anybody uh, exercising. But um, no, seriously, like it's it's because, and I was saying this to somebody last night, you're not competitive, but you are. You don't yeah. have to your mindset so as a yeah. result. You're in the kitchen, you're boiling the kettle and yeah. you're doing yeah. your moves. Yeah. And then you're like... You, they say it's I think it's a two night commitment that they ask for mm. but, but it's not it's not it's not. Yeah. Yeah. as it gets closer you're having your little secret meetups to practice and, <laughs> and then you're going into Michelle to do your practice so it's great exercise um, and you, you learn something mm. like, yeah. it's worth doing it's worth doing a bit absolutely yeah. and then you're so meeting on the night on the actual night all your family all your friends are uh, to support you and buy the tickets and whatever mm. and you do not want to let yourself down in front of them I've ne- I wouldn't have the confidence to dance oh, so like that so you I actually wouldn't I would get so incredibly nervous about it no I love to support all these kind of things but no dancing is something my father was a ballroom dancer and he was actually excellent but no my sister Sheila would have that trait but no not me it's funny there was a few people in it last night um, who would have been on stage in the past like Leon Sheehan who plays a lead in the panto um, was danced last night there's a few other few people and they said they were so nervous last yeah. night doing the dancing like out of their comfort zone yeah. like well, there's, there are yeah. people who've been on stage like Michelle Glendon you know all yes. their lives yeah. um, with Des O'Keefe you could, yeah with Des fantastic like just you could tell by them standing backstage they were petrified yeah. just completely like threw tro- them out of their comfort zone t- three minutes two and a half three minutes the spotlight was just on them yeah. I just admire them I admire them so much amazing everybody they put the cause yeah. before their own inhibitions <clears throat> fortunately it wasn't damaged in any way by the snow because oh, imagine snow. all that work and all that preparation yeah. and then you had to cancel it because yeah. it was a red weather alert and, mm-hmm. and all that snow mm-hmm. happened so the mercy of God that and that didn't so many happen. things were cancelled I mean we had the um, 170th <coughs> anniversary of the first yes. raising of the trial yeah. 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 Yes. and we were going to commemorate that last weekend but we had to cancel all that mm. and it was so sad because there was three people actually travelled from Montana Wow. made it down here and four lads from the 69th Brigade Thomas Mars Brigade in New York actually made it down here as well and uh, but we couldn't do anything and even the flag outside 33 the mile we couldn't change it because the weather was so bad the weather was so bad we couldn't get in to get and say Ty Williams was devastated not being able to do it and dress up that day he's an amazing young man uniform and all and everything else all ready to go medals and you know (laughs) but um, what should we call it but the community spirit though the snow was just amazing it was fantastic. I mean, go back to the Southern Centre, yeah. all people working together. It's yeah. amazing what we can achieve mm-hmm. when we yeah. all work together. Absolutely. But even we were saying about in the, in the, in the night time, we were, I was going walking to meet my husband who was coming from work, and it just the stillness, the silence, mm. the one and a half foot of snow, whatever it was. But there was people out walking that never walked. Yeah. And the camaraderie between everyone, the banter, Everybody's people lending shovels, yeah. lending, lending yeah. salt or yeah. sand or whatever. And the roads, on our particular road, <sighs> we decided we'd go out and dig the road. And I knew if I went out early enough, a few fellas would feel sorry, and they'd be out too. And <laughs> <laughs> it worked out really yeah. well and we had we, we all dug trenches across the road to make for whenever the thaw did come that we'd be able to get off the estate and there was great banter another a neighbour that wasn't able to dig she made the tea and the rolls and they were just delicious just to stand there chatting but the camaraderie was fantastic brilliant yeah and it was I mean, like the beauty we're known in Waterford as being whingers yes I didn't hear any whingers could have no, done no. The I think it was such a spectacular event and it was I think everybody felt this is a once in a now it may not be once in a lifetime mm. event but they certainly felt it was a once in a lifetime mm-hmm. event and 
I think that Irishness kicked in, but you're, you know, where would you be if you didn't laugh? Here, so we might as well. Oh, yeah. And, and, and the sharing it, of, you know? I remember my husband was in queuing in Aldi to get a few provisions on the way home, and um, a, f- a lady, a foreign lady, was t- had taken the last dozen eggs, and he said, do you mind me asking, is there any more eggs there, or do you know where they are? And um, she said, I'm sorry, I, I took the last ones. And when he was at the till, this lady came over and handed him, look, it's only fair, you should take six and I should take six. Is that and you? Because I'm quoting that story that as one so of the true. stories that, that, was that I my husband. was so nice about that. Yeah, I didn't he came home with tears in his eyes. He said, well, she may have needed those more. I only needed them to do baking because I was dishing out a bit of bacon to some of the elderly, you know, relations mm. and neighbours and whatever, doing a bit of brown bread and bits and pieces. But um, I just thought that that was a real story and yeah, he was choked. Yeah. And it was lovely yeah, to see mm-hmm. that a stranger and strangers did help strangers and strangers did pull in mm. and offer a and I mean, to give you that faith back in humanity again. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I'm always trying, as you know, walking your pocket, trying to promote that kind of positivity and all that. And at times you get people writing into, for example, I had a competition last week, Best Snowman. Oh, and one brilliant. woman messaged me and she said, can you call it a snow person? And I said, <laughs> no, it's a snowman. Good for you. That's the way Good for you. Them. That's all it is. It's a snowman. Snow person. And uh, snow person. <laughs> but, uh, but as I said, there was none of that given out. There was no whinging. There was nothing mm. going on. Everybody, with the, we went off for a walk and I did a video walking around the town. And every single person we met, hello, hello. Yes. But you have to say the quality of the snowmen this year were amazing. And the igloos, and they all got the plastic yeah. the plastic boxes, the children's plastic yeah. toy tubs, and made bricks. Um, Anne-Marie, actually, from the Solace, yeah. she's living quite close to me. They had the most amazing igloo with the door. But in fairness, so they had the snow to do it. We had, yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, and it lasted for, what, four? It's still there. Yeah. Mine is still, it's still, there. It's still yeah. there outside this morning. Yeah. I think it was yeah. the length of time that we had it for, you know, I was, um, I got stuck, well, I didn't get stuck, but my I was babysitting um, for friends of mine and they were on holidays in Poland until Tuesday and then their flight got cancelled, so I was in their house until Sunday. So, <laughs> three days, so I was with kids that I wouldn't, you know, wouldn't usually mm. be with and the first day they were all out just fecking the snow at each other, you know, <laughs> and then the second day it got a bit classier and the third day there was a real, like, a real snowman. I think yeah. it was the length of time they Brilliant. had it for, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was the first people, time, like, like a yeah. movie snowman. And social like media as well, the con- like, you know, you see what other people are doing. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I think Social media really came up trumps during the snow. Oh, it, did. It, did. You know, it really showed its worth for you know the fun and the crack, but also I think the messaging and the communication that yeah. Um, yeah. came across on social media. I you know without mm. it, obviously people survived years ago without it, but I yeah. think yeah. It, yeah. it was it was amazing. It definitely helped. Sorry, with the you know the success of the operation and mm. the no deaths, thankfully. That's and true. Everything like that. You know, and hand really to everybody whose absolutely. job it was absolutely. to go out and all the emergency services. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the most amazing pieces the footage that I saw with Wayne Brown with his GoPro in the window oh, I thought yeah, that was excellent. absolutely yeah. excellent just that sitting watching it from absolutely no snow over the whatever four or five days it was incredible mm. absolutely fantastic was, to see it, it. it to see that angry sky coming in but if you watch it really closely you'll notice that the snow they have a snow woman or a transvestite snow man outside the door um, who's wearing a, a lovely sparkly dress oh. at one stage that dress is gone because <laughs> the dress is brought in did <laughs> 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 you look for a second Somebody, somebody, snowman's in the dress, and then the next somebody probably snowman needed it for the solace show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and Anna probably. But again, the cousin living in Cancun, Mexico, and an old, he's seventy-six years of age, and he was saying it's years since he saw snow, yes. and he said it was great. Just look, and he said the difference with the social media, people were having fun. Yeah. Yes. Whereas he said he'd get RT and he's oh don't go out in the snow and it's bad and it's this and that so it was going to mm-hmm. not do McGlue but that's the job that they have. Yeah. Just but, warm but they were I have to say WLR Damien Tiernan 
the footage and, and the warnings and they really they got it right they, they got it right spot on and yeah. so from danger um, a danger perspective we all took care mm. but we had fun within reason and we did all that four o'clock deadline was like yes. our lord yeah. at three o'clock oh, yeah. Yeah. everyone was looking yeah. at the yeah. skies to see what was going to happen at four what's going on what's happened but what's that's my husband decided to drive back down from Dublin leave Dublin at half two on the Friday now he wasn't supposed to be coming home at all but he decided to come home and I was like but the curfew the curfew's coming <laughs> yes, back yes yes <laughs> you know he was going to be machine gun to death yeah, yeah. by a passing guard a car or something yeah. um, and he said no no it'll be fine now he has a jeep I, I hasten to add but he got home uh, he did go skating past the gate when he got <laughs> to home because I'm in quite a rural area but it, like we really took it seriously we did we did, we did. did. but what's this crack with all the bread lads oh that we was so funny that the stable the the potatoes not the stable diet anymore no. it was yeah. definitely the bread. bread it was the fear of bread being gone the queues outside the local shops were incredible but there was great banter great bread banter and beer. we go shopping on a Tuesday queue right? so like. we had everything brought in or bought in now the only thing that we would buy every second day is milk we don't buy milk in bulk one slice pan will do us for the week because it's only for the kids going to school for a sandwich I don't really and not slice mm. of toast maybe or something like that but our local shop the spar shop and I was talking to Jerry that owns it and he said Jesus he said the van was coming in, they were taking it out, and people were just jumping on it, mm-hmm. getting the bread, and bog roll. And toilet roll. I ran out of toilet roll. Yeah, the amount of people ran out of toilet roll. I ran out of toilet roll. It's just, just unbelievable. Yeah. But with the bread, the shares in, pa- in Pat the Baker must be, or Brennan's bread must be going to the roof. <laughs> 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 I think it was, great for, it was great for the local shops, though, the small... They made you know, the small the corner yeah, shop type exactly. thing. You know, everyone usually goes to the bigger store. And I love that. I, love I that think thing. it was great. I love yeah. that thing that's gone around now. Like, just just remember that yeah. they did just remember that. They did, and yeah, and, and to support and, you know, them they going. They might yeah. have lost a few Rather days. The bigger stores. They'd be there every day mm. and they deserve support. But even on yeah. the side of the road, people were saying, don't go, you know, Spar and Barrack Street. We were told, go to Spar. Pat's around the corner. Uh, he was out of bread and eggs at the time. So go to, to Barrack Street. Yeah. So yeah. Then, then Fresh Ways was open. They had this. People were quoting what was in stock. And it was great because you knew where to go and everyone yeah. trudging off in the wind. It, I thought it was interesting in the early part of this week to see the supply chain and how, like, you know, it took such a time. Yeah. To, I went shopping in, on Monday in a big store and there was nothing left. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, you know, I think from that point of view, if it's going to happen again, we probably need to look at our supply chain. Yeah. How but it's amazing what you have in your freezer because I was all is. cocky. Um, and I was saying, that's not going to be bad till Thursday night, it'd be grand. I was supposed to be going to work on the Wednesday morning. Uh, and I'd say, I'll go to the supermarket now on Wednesday and, and get mm. a few. Because there's only the two of us in the house. Or I, I thought there was only going to be me. Um, and I, I slid off the road about 100 yards from my house. And that was the end of my excursion. Um, but I had nothing in. But you, what you find in your freezer... And how you know you can yeah. you might think you can cook, but how creative you can be, as well. yeah. Because like I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to have memories of this. I remember my mother would only, as she'd say, light the oven once a week. But in that there was a Sunday rose, there was tarts, there was bread, there was the thing yes. was packed jam. Yeah. And talk about getting value for money. And we found we were doing the same thing as well. Yeah. Because in the back of the press, let's say the back of the cupboard, flour. Oh, I'll yeah. that. We'll make a few of this. Yeah. And then you know what I mean. So yeah. like, there was tarts, and the, the oven was full. And but there's so many people now you see and I suppose that's just an insight like into the modern world we live in that we're too used to going in and buy these things already yeah. made yes. Yes. Yeah. Right? the minute that's caught off then 
Shock horror, what are we going to yeah. do? Yeah. You know? The difficulty was I was baking, but then I was eating it. And I said, yeah. this has to stop. That's it. So I started dishing it out to the neighbours and to, yeah. to, to people yeah. down the road that, that weren't able like to get Christmas. out. It was like it was Christmas. Christmas. It was without yeah. the hassle of the yeah. 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 <laughs> No hassle, no fear of anyone dropping in on you, and no fear that you had to go out and visit people. No, it, yeah. Yeah. it was the yeah. most perfect yeah. Christmas, was, and it was white. Yes. A photo sent in to me of an estate of Tremor, and it was absolutely brilliant. They had the chimney out. Oh, well. They had a fire logs, they had a barbecue lighting, they had a Christmas tree out and the massive big snowman Fantastic. and all the neighbours, they all had the beers and the, here's the barbecue lighting away and they had a great crack out there. What <laughs> were people skiing and snowboarding on this fantastic I'm pretty sure you all know Olive Ruan. Oh, proper yes. ski down her housing estate like <laughs> proper ski and nobody to do it classier than Olive but if you look on her Facebook page she's got a video and, and I said met her last night I said did you actually ski? I said yeah and she's yeah, like, my lovely Tony pushed me back up the hill and I skied down again. Oh, <laughs> bless him. Yeah. But the birds, I, I was trying to feed the little birds because they were mm. saying on all the, all the different, on the airways, don't forget the little birds. <gasps> I tried to feed the little birds. Yeah. I never saw so many seagulls. Yeah. It was like Alfred Hitchcock. It frightened the life of me when I saw mm. the amount. Little birds didn't, didn't get a look in. But it was frightening that they all came inland, mm. you know, yeah. for the, the pigeons yeah. just disappeared. I don't know where they went. But the little birds, you know, and they said, this week is really <gasps> an important week to start feeding them again because anyone that fed them needs to go back at it again yeah. this week. I had one. Uh, an angry fan if you want to call it that sent me a uh, couple of photographs and she said you fecker she said I'm never feeding the birds again look what happened so you see little chaffinches little blue fit finches and then a rat <laughs> <laughs> and I said hang them up so the rats can't get out you know? and she said never feed the birds again <laughs> now we had um, we had a fair few robins Yes, yeah. and the new thrush, that new red wing. Yeah. It looks yeah. like a thrush, but it's actually from, oh, it's from Europe. Um, but they said that they, 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 they know you come over here and they'll go back again now in another two months. They are actually they're here every year. They look like a thrush. The problem is you don't always get them out of the country. I love my ornithology, you see. Oh, really? Uh, they're here every year, but they're not in the country. They don't red. like coming into the towns. And uh, this is why they're coming to the towns where they think they'll actually get food. But they nest in Scandinavia and even up around the Arctic Circle and they come down here for the, the mild weather, as they yeah. call it. But, uh, that must be like us going to Spain and a piss. <laughs> <laughs> the Who was saying to me, um, Irene Tracy, um, well known in the area, she does a lot of work for Parkinson's and all that, and she was saying that um, she worked six months with her hardly a day off and she said she wanted two weeks holidays to go away, went to Spain, piss her then. No. But it was, my sister yeah. was stranded over there, <clears throat> one of my colleagues in work couldn't get on her holidays, one of my neighbours couldn't get on her holidays, so many people just yeah, couldn't was, get home. Yeah, and it was, it was big money. money. Yeah. You know? Huge money, like my friends were stuck for four days and they'd be reimbursed by their airline, mm. but mm. the cost of the extra days in the car park, the food, yeah. their yeah. Yeah. hotel, you know, like they were, I was babysitting their kids, <gasps> but you know, other people would have ch children to come yeah, back to, yeah. you know, and mm. I it's, it's all lovely, but it, like we weren't directly affected by, I think, the discommotion of, yeah. of a con and, you see, and the airlines, like, in fairness, like they say, they only have to refund if it's an act of God. And that yeah. was an act of God, because yeah. we never knew it was God. Yeah. But I know one person that they had to actually show the photographs of their car stuck in the drive that they couldn't physically get from Waterford to Dublin. Mm. And yeah. the devastation of being packed. And one of our neighbours, she came up the road and I had to go in. I couldn't look at her because I was so embarrassed for her. She was trudging up the road with the husband with the suitcase behind her oh. through the snow. Oh. Yeah, now she was probably about five days late coming home, but she got her holiday, which yeah. was great. But so many didn't get their holiday. Yeah. And I didn't realise how many actually travel this time of year. Yeah. yeah, They think it's safe. Yeah, my friend yeah. was due to fly to the UK and her flight was cancelled as well she was raging yeah. um, but it's it's just it really was a once in a lifetime thing oh, well, um, and I think we'll we saw a nicer it. side of ourselves yes sorry no, I was in the bad news story in Tala you know of the yes. supermarket yeah. 
brought out the good in people because it encouraged people mm. to even share more yeah. Yeah. Of, the, exactly. of, of the good and just say okay that was a one off thing it was terrible yeah. but look at what everybody else is doing and it and they posted yeah. all the stories yeah. like that that story I was I, I actually thought it was like um, candid camera because it looked so ridiculous when yeah. they saw the yeah. 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 But then ridiculous. within hours all the other community in Tala were out digging shoveling the roads shoveling there was a fire engine that was stuck in the road an ambulance stuck and all that footage was posted showed look we are good people yeah. as they are yeah. Yeah. and it was just one or two opportunists but what made me laugh was it is to only in Ireland you rob something from a store you run home to your house in a foot of snow so the guards only have to follow yeah. the guards to get to the house. Yeah. I just thought only in Ireland so yeah. they know exactly where to go. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you deal with as well. I mean, like, there's always going to be a bad apple regardless where you go. Yeah. Every place and has its scumbag. Oh, yeah, and it does. Absolutely. But through peer pressure of the community, these mm. people are going to feel remorse for that for yeah. the rest of their lives. Yeah. And rightly so. Yes. I mean, there's the power of community and it just goes to show that how powerful that community, us mm. all working together, can actually be. Those scumbags, for years to come walking down the road, everybody was in. There's your man. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Do you know what but he did? Yeah. The great. No. What I was thinking, yeah. and it was something I hadn't thought of at the time. My husband said to me, "What about those poor devils that have no job tomorrow?" Yeah, yeah. Now, in fairness, it was on the paper the following day to say they had all been distributed to the other yeah. redeployed yeah. while it's been, um, you know, um, fixed but it and whatever rebuilt. It could have. It was usually thirty or forty people in each of the Lidl and Aldi stores. Yeah, yeah. It's just like Daryl. Donna Barry and the uh, Warford Marine Search and Rescue. Marine Search and Rescue. It's the same thing as well. Like I'm often the time I got a conversation with them about the life rings. Oh yes, people oh, the life, them. Yeah. The life and joke and the life yeah. boys. The is passing and they think it's a great crack. Just take those mm. out of trouble. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? Those stupid, stupid. And somebody it's needs the, it one yeah. time. It's such thoughtlessness. Yeah. You say like, how? Why would you not? wonder why that's hanging there in the first place yeah. <laughs> you know what it's just it's not a decoration it's mm. not there to amuse you as you walk but past but you look at those scumbags that'll actually think oh this is going to be a great crack yeah. mm-hmm. and I hope to God now some serious now about this that they will never be in a position that it's they only when it touches your life yeah. and it's the same yeah. with disability yeah. only when it touches your life and I know I'm always screaming from the rooftops about the disability spots they've increased the fine to 150 mm. euro only when it touches your own life do you suddenly realise oh god I better not park on that yeah. and there is we're launching a big campaign with Water Disability Network sorry never going off the topic okay. but never miss an opportunity we're going to try we're going to write to all the supermarkets to say what are the supermarkets doing if you go to Lidl Aldi Tesco's all of them mm. they allow people to park in the disability spots that are able bodied the the trolley hosts and the security do not at the moment um, ha- they don't have any, anything in place to, to remove them so we're going to be launching a campaign to try and get supermarkets to educate them about these are for, for dis- disabled people but also the, the spots around the town we're hoping to follow Sligo I've been on to every councillor um, that's, that's in the city council at the minute to say in Sligo they had a fabulous sign saying zero tolerance if you park here and this is you know the, what the fine is going to be we just need to educate people there was a woman two weeks ago in O'Connell Street trying to park in the dis- disabled spot she's very bad profound uh, multiple sclerosis and she pulled up alongside an able-bodied person in the disability spot and she shouted across do you mind if I have the place I'll only be five minutes can you wait and she was blocking the whole line of traffic it wasn't her fault and I just stood there and I said would you please move she 
she's entitled to that space but he had he, he had somebody run up to Guyanese and somebody else had run down to the post office and it's just wrong yeah. and we have to re-educate people yeah. and also educate people that not everybody is going to wait for somebody to come and take the wheelchair out of the back of the Very true. car so that they can get into it or get out with a cane and hobble away from the, the spot mm-hmm. that there's people who have a disability that isn't visible but yeah. they still yeah. it's so true spot. and there is people that have a hidden disability a huge amount uh, yeah. have a hidden disability and it's not really like the, the permit goes with the person not with the car and that's just something the blue badge it goes so they could be in 10 different cars and that's like that's like okay but it's this thing of passing the permits on to families and friends yeah. that yeah. absolutely yeah, that has to stop too it has, has to, to stop but I just thought this is the opportunity to get that across so. well I'll tell you what the there's friends of ours that have cars and they might drive as I said they might be living 100 yards away from the shop that they drive down to the shop yeah. Mm. That's how bad we're gone with cars. Yes. Now, I don't drive, so I can talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, we walk everywhere, especially if we're in town. I mean, we're up in Barrick Street. Five minutes we're downtown. Five minutes mm-hmm. we're back home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. But, yeah. as I said, so many people have to go downtown, into the car and drive down. Yeah. And look yeah. for parking But space. this is why the public transport is in the state, because people are not using the public transport. Yeah. Mm. Now, last week, myself and my other son were downtown, and so long since we got the bus home, it started to rain, and we said, come on, we get the bus. So we got the bus. It would have been cheaper to get a taxi. Go away. Yeah, I have a major gripe yeah. with the cost of public cost. transport in this country. Yeah. Like, even to get the train to Dublin. Train is That's expensive. Scandalous. Like, from Waterford, it's yeah. scandalous. Like, yeah. I can drive, I go to Dublin quite regularly for work. Like, it's... It's close to 30 euros, like, isn't it? It's yeah. far more economical for me, like, one person, to get on the train into the middle of Dublin, but it's cheaper for me to drive yeah. it's like it's, well, it's, there's something wrong and there. I'm not saying it should be cheaper for you to get the train but like it's ridiculously expensive but it should be cheaper and then you, you have know? to pay 3 or 4 euro to get the bus or the Lewis yeah. into the city centre and, and, and it's not just unique to Dublin like forget about Dublin I think the local transport in Waterford the bus to Tremor the most expensive route in the, the whole country is the most yeah is to Tremor it's close on 4, four euros. euros what mm. yeah well something else I think that the that CEO <laughs> bus Aaron has, hasn't thought about if you're there's a huge amount of people that for whatever reason don't have a car don't want to drive can't drive whatever but if you look at the B&Q we'll just say home store and more if you want to if you want to go from the city centre and it's something I've, I've been in my bonnet about for quite a long time and I just don't understand why bus errand don't, don't deal with it if you want to come from the city centre out to home store and more we have a, a beautiful new new shop due to open Easter weekend uh, the range which will be by Musgraves Cash and Carry there is no bus past yeah. Ballybeg as in Heaton Buckley's mm. so you have to get from there and then you have to walk probably maybe a kilometre maybe a mile more out the road I don't understand why the bus bus errand doesn't say hang on that's, that's spending power let's bring the bus as far as the Butlerstown roundabout and come back in again I'd say as far as the Whitfield Whitfield there's huge industry there there's uh, Tech Mahindra there's Urgent um, Farmer yeah. there's, a lot, there's people that may want to use a bus use their noodle and get a bus service out to that area for, because the spending power of people with disabilities that don't drive or able-bodied people that want to come from the do the shopping they want to go to the news they have no hope of going to home store and more unless they get a taxi totally out and so I think, I think bus air yeah. need to be forward thinking yeah. and look at that I, I know some of the plans for the North Keys development has public transport built into it but I think it's a lot of the problem of why doesn't stuff work in Waterford and it's mm. you can't just plonk a store somewhere and there was an objection to that after all. Mm. Yeah, there was. Remember years ago, we'd go to Dublin on the bus for the shopping, come back with yeah. all the bags and the guy in these bags and whatever in the day when we didn't have those Very doors. Crack. But now, 
why don't they do that from the city, from the quay, out to the Butlerstown roundabout and service all those shops? You've Home Focus, you've Harvey Norman. Uh, you know, somebody will come back with their laptop or their whatever they're, they're buying in Harvey Norman. But why? It's, it's just, I think it's money's been missed. It, it's yeah, money they could be making. Opportunity missed. Opportunity missed. missed. No, yes. exactly. Spending Look, power. we have it all here, and so I need to make use of it. And as I said, first of all, with the prices, what they're charging. Yes, they uh, need to look at they that. They have to look at that. If there, I'm, I'd say that, that they get a lot more people using the buses if the price came down. Mm-hmm. Plus, as well as that, I'm one of these people as well. I could see it when I lived in Germany, that if you were uh, an old age pensioner, you didn't get free travel. You got subsidised travel. Yeah. So okay. you paid something towards it. So contributing yeah. in so some I, way. And I'm a true believer in something like that. It's the same with the, now I have a medical card. Mm-hmm. I believe that if I go to the doctor, I should be paying something towards that. Right? Because for the simple fact, that'll take the small bit of pressure off as well. Now, the last two years, I, I'd say I've used my medical card once when I went to the doctor. And my doctor was laughing at me because um, I need um, aspirin because um, I have migraines at times and just to thin the blood. So I went down to Spar. Bought a packet of aspirin, two forty or something like that, mm-hmm. and the doctor said, "Well, I could have given you a prescription for that." And he said, "What's the point?" Do you know what I mean? Now I wasn't self-diagnosing yeah. because I knew and he told me, "Look, but you're happy to spend that." And I said, "I prefer to spend the two euros forty mm-hmm. instead of going up there taking mm-hmm. up that precious time." Yeah, and you could see it as well. The the mindset, the mindset has to be changed. Yeah. Packed out there because yes. what are people doing? We have a care doc that's always empty, mm-hmm. and people think straight away, "No, we'll go to any." Now, years ago, I remember, like, with the, the infirmary in John's Hill and Arkeen, you go up to the A&E, there was never anybody up there. Never anybody mm-hmm. up there. But now, I have a pain in my hair. Oh, let's go to A&E. <laughs> yes. Oh, it does oh, my head in the amount yes. people who go out to A&E With minor ailments. Minor ailments. Yes. But as well as that, if you look at the Water Business Park, I worked out there, I think it's about nine, ten years ago, and there's a huge bit. When you walk, drive in behind John Kelly's, there's a building in behind that, and in the window, it's a, it said, reserved for care doc. Hmm. and I don't know to be honest if the signs are still on the window but those signs that building was allocated for the care doc that must be nine ten years ago now because we're working in O'Connell Street all this time but that was supposed to be the new location for the the HSE care doc and yet the building's still idle hmm. I'm you, I have a solution to this problem I've said it before I'm going to say it again accident an emergency totally Separate different mm-hmm. yeah. the emergency people arrive in the ambulances <clears throat> they arrive clutching their chests because they think they're going to die of a heart attack the accident people show up with cut fingers and pains mm. in their arm mm. and separate them totally well my friend had an accident the other night and he was an hour and a half nearly an hour and three quarters on the road waiting for an ambulance which had to come from Wexford, Wexford. Yeah. and that just should not be the case mm. not in this day and age it's terrible. I'm very involved in Waterpark Rugby Club at the back of <clears throat> UHW mm-hmm. we've had instances at games where you know players might have a neck injury or something and we can see the hospital and it might take an hour yeah. an hour yeah. and a half and we would have a doctor like a yeah. doctor there but it would be an injury that just has to be a neck injury transport yeah. a neck injury you can't put somebody into a car yeah. and it's just so like it's the ambulance just so destroying to see the, the hospital was, so if an ambulance has to wait not for the patient but to get the patient off the trolley so yes. that they can take the trolley back into the ambulance and the, the ambulance is free to go back yeah. on the road again. Yeah. That yeah. is stupid. There should be they should be falling over those trolleys if they mm. if that's the case, mm. that you have to keep an ambulance off the road because the patient is still on the trolley that they came in in the ambulance mm. with. That's just pure ridiculous. Nonsense. It brings it back to, again, that community spirit. I mean, like, if you think of it, like, the way everybody helped each other during the snow, first mm-hmm. of all, yeah. the solar centre, the way everybody helps each other, brilliant. The council put out a shout-out last week 
uh, can you give us a helping hand and clean the front of your house of snow? Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people are saying, for God's sake, what are we paying taxes for? Mm -hmm. You're part of the community. Yes. Yeah. Play your part. It's the same thing as well with A&E. Jeez, if you have a cut finger, look, you're not going to die. Will you wait no. and mm -hmm. see what will happen? Hold well, on to the tap and wrap my it up and go out off to My eldest, Aaron, he has a dyspraxia. And in that, he has a brittle bone syndrome that comes with that. Now, he's after having 18 breaks. God love him. Like, and he's only going to be 19 in July. But I'm always saying to Jean, we wait till the morning, give me a few painkillers and see because a sprain often the time is as, worse, as bad as a break. Mm -hmm. Now, if it is broken, the hospital can't actually do anything unless it's an open compound fracture or yeah. something like that. But it never hurt till the next day to wait. And five or six times it did happen that it was a sprain. Mm, and yeah. it was grand. So you put the, the cold compress yeah. on it or whatever it is and it worked. So people, it's not the fact that they don't panic or that they panic. They just don't think it is early. Yeah. But I think yeah. it is changing the mindset. Like with City Council, I have to say they were absolutely fantastic. They they, they gritted as many main roads as they could. They done what they could. The calls went into the emergency line. They gritted anyone that, say that had a slope into their estate, which ours was deadly. They did it once. We were so grateful. But they people on Facebook, everything. they kept saying, "Well, when are they coming to my estate? When are they going to?" Yeah. And I said, uh, "Hello, get your shovel." Yeah, get, get out, out there and make yeah. an, a collaboration between if they see you're trying to make your way out to the main road then when they can get to you mm -hmm. they will yeah. but it's a mindset people expect people to do things because that's their their job and they don't think well I have a part to play in this and if I want to get I out of my help. car yeah. I can yeah. help but yeah. it, that's a mindset that has to be changed and it frightened me to see Absolutely. to the level people um, went I'm going to give a little kind of shout out to the girls in the council as some of oh, you know I worked for Waterford Council up until very recently like, all the effort that people do like there was five or six of the team trudged in yes. to Bailey's Institute to answer the phones well done Vicky you know, Butler yeah, yeah Vicky it. and all her team and you know there's a lot of council work <laughs> that goes on and the, them and the council what yeah. are they doing there's sitting so many yeah sitting around yeah. there's so many people in there that work so mm. hard and you don't mm -hmm. you, you never see them um, and the girls on the phones particularly deal with that kind of thing people ringing in I'm sorry to say with stupid but mm. complaints Pet and, and that's not things. just in the snow it's 24 yeah. 7 oh there's a branch hanging over something go out and cut it off yeah, you know exactly. like so I think it's, it's just a new way of thinking like the but mindset we've, we've kind of fostered a sense of entitlement in, in a way in oh. there's materialism I was talking about earlier on mm. that we're expecting everything those expectations yeah. are so high now TV dinners and this and that we don't want to do anything for ourselves anymore mm. and I'm hoping now just another point it's off the point but it's on the point <laughs> Michael Kelly in GIY and they're yes, starting to this thing, grow a cook could eat it. Yeah. The house that I'm in in Barry Street I suppose it was built in the 50s and 60s and they're big gardens because mm. it was a view at the time grow your own food. Now, Potatoes, you know, everything. Yeah. New houses this, this day and age the gardens are very very small in them. But back then the idea was try and be as self-sufficient as you can. Mm. And if you see a tiny bit even kids now you say where does uh, stay come from? Or the shelf in Tesco's. Yeah. They yeah. don't know any yeah. difference. Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is what happens then as well with the TV dinners and all that. We don't do it because we're kind of lazy. Mm. As mm. a society, you know? And I'm hoping that'll change. You never know, but things mm. might come around. I think again. people just become thoughtless and they don't mean to. It's not a deliberate thing. It's no, just that's what's, that's it's yeah. just yes, things have changed from yeah. if you look at that programme in England they, they, they decorate the house in the 1930s then 1935, yeah. 35 yeah. and they change and the pressure cooker is introduced and this and that and how their lives became easy and the woman is not at the sink quite as much. Yeah. But it's a very interesting programme to see yeah. the joy when processed foods came in and, and different things that made their lives so much easier. Back in time for tea I think it's but called. I, yeah, it? but I could remember a lot of those times when I'm thinking back and say, God, how, how old am I getting? <laughs> I could 
actually remember, say, the pressure cooker and how much it made, brought the dinner from hours on the hob to maybe 20 minutes on the hob. Yeah. But that kind of woke me up and said, God, we are so mm. lucky. Oh, Jesus, we are, without a doubt. I mean, I remember when we got a microwave back in the early 80s. Now, we didn't have a telephone until about 84. There was no need to have a telephone. Because one she person on the road had yeah. one and everyone ran down. And everybody went down or ran over to the pub and there was one telephone box in Batty Bricken, I think. Still there, and we just <laughs> ran over there. But we got a microwave and they said, my aunt walked into the house, oh God, two TVs in the house, or two teddies in the house. This is very posh, like, you know. The microwave oh, Have a look at this. <laughs> but all we did was... I can't remember what we used to put in, but it was very little went into the microwave because we're all terrified of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, was an, it was such a new yeah. invention. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Oscars were on uh, this week, and you, with your stage managing yeah. expertise, um, I decided, and I'm a real film buff, I love movies, and I watched it. Didn't watch it live because life's too short. But, <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. It must have a birthday. You'd have a birthday, like and your retirement party yeah. before the bloody thing is over. But it struck me. Um, that it should be a, a ceremony that is held in private because um, they're all thanking people that we don't know thanking people that we don't care about um, and apart from looking at what they're wearing it really has no relevance whatsoever to us would you change if you yeah, were to stage yeah. manage the Oscars now well, it's what, what, like it's do? something that comes up um, even like you know last night in the Soda Centre and for all the productions I've stage managed people on the last night particularly always want to make a speech because mm we have this thing we have to thank everybody and I know like some of the directors I've worked with like Liam Butler David Hennessy they think it's an absolute sin at the end of a wonderful production for somebody to stand up and thank your granny your mother your father God my friends you know the whole the whole thing so yeah I, I kind of agree with you it, it probably I, I don't think the, it should be held in volunteers though yeah exactly you know, but these people are getting paid millions it's yeah. a multi-billion dollar industry I just think they need to change the format and I, I would like to thank you know my agent I barely yeah. know who you are Lauren you mentioned it earlier John Keane was the MC last night yeah. and like sometimes you have to be cruel to be kind like I think I, I like I always adopt that I like I just say to the guys or whoever do like guys we've three hours to get through this so yeah. you have to be okay John you've got one minute between every couple and I, I stand there and I'm like yeah. <laughs> I watch. Yes, and you just have to, to do it it's part of your part of your job so I think okay they're like top celebrities and actors but like mm. who cares mm. just like choose a better mm. speech for, for I, I just I don't think there should be speeches at the like I, no, I, I, I get rid of it Alison Johnny said part of her speech and this should have been her entire speech mm-hmm. I did it all by myself yes and then walk yeah. say thanks very much and walk off yeah. Yeah. but the rest of her speech was like I want to thank so and so I want yeah. to thank so and so who patted me on the head when I was four and told me I would be yeah. great one day <laughs> and you know it's just it's getting a bit yeah. like even yeah. you were saying like you know all the shows that we work out here locally are predominantly volunteers like Dr Brian Creeden got up at the end of the show last night and he just said tonight is possible because of so many people Yeah, and it, everyone knows there's like he could mm. he could have listed off a yeah, whole list of yeah. volunteers and, and, that the covers center, probably, and that covers everybody yeah. and you don't leave anybody and there's no but ego massaging and you're better off to thank everybody than individually because yeah. if you forget that one person oh. yeah. you're just you're dead in the water and you certainly won't be getting another film and actually I have to say I've been on the receiving end of that because people always forget the stage manager Always, oh. always, but it's actually it's horrible if people. If anybody's listening to this, uh, <laughs> if anybody, where was it? Lauren needs to be called. Well, I actually have to. The Solar Centre did were very great last night, but but no, it sometimes happens that you you forget people behind the scenes. Yes. Um. So and it, and it really hurts. 
Like it really hurts no. if you're the one, like the one. Of yours. Or not, maybe not the one, but and if you you're one of the work. ones, you put in a lot of work. So I think you're better off just thank nobody, thank nobody. And then if you want to thank these people, go around and thank them at the Oscars after party. Well, you have nothing yeah. else to do. You have the thing. Won. Buy me a drink. You've had the burger <laughs> exactly. that you've deprived yourself of the last six yeah. months. So and then yeah. thank all these people that are only yeah. relevant to yeah. you. The yeah. viewer doesn't care. And what I'm interested in, the best movie. The best, the best yeah. uh, actor, best actress, yeah, best important role. Yeah. I don't care who won the Oscar for who made the best cup no. of coffee. Okay. But to go on and yeah. on. But what about the, the best dress and the following day in all the papers they have the wow dresses and the ow dresses. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very critical. And if you yeah. were a sensitive person, you'd be cut to the quick. Yeah. Because literally they had literally wow on a big st- a star yeah. on each dress. Or an ow, as in nasty dress, whatever. Who's the judge, Harvey Wednesday? <laughs> oh dear, we better not go there. But some of them, um, the dresses look fantastic in motion. Incredible. But they, yeah. they photograph very flat. And like yeah. Saoirse Ronan's dress looked lovely when she was walking around but in photos just it didn't like give it ju- this girl justice. wrapped a curtain around yeah, herself and made yeah, a bow yeah. at the back of it like it was hideous looking in photos there's a girl she won the X Factor there a few years uh, uh, back but uh, she had a kid a couple of years back just after uh, winning this but they had um, in the papers they had a photograph of her in a bikini after her holidays and she released the, photo- the actual photograph of her now she had stretch marks and everything else because she was only out there Stacey Solomon Stacey, Stacey Solomon. Solomon and she turned around and she said no this is how I look yeah. I have no problem with that. I'm proud of that. Yeah. That's Photoshop. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah. But you know? going on from that, um, do you know the way they've, in, in recent times, they've started to shoot the photographs of the ladies after the Oscars, after all the, the awards, the mm. BAFTAs, whatever, getting out of a car, but the, the camera man is going down very low to try and get yeah. a crotch shot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I think that's incredibly cruel and they need to start acting and stop buying those photographs of the girl looking a million dollars going in and she's trying to get out of a car in a ladylike way and yeah. they're just trying to catch them with the no knickers on at the end There's of the no day. There's no class. No, I mean, look, they shouldn't buy those photos. You all know what I do and especially I go to so many events and all that and all the photographers and all around Colin Shanahan, whoever. If we see somebody, for example, having a cigarette or something, like, we won't take a photograph. Mm. Even with somebody with a drink, we won't take... That's their own business. That's we'll very dis- uh, very respectful of yeah. you exactly. to think of that. But that's the way that it should be done in my mind. Like, I mean, mm. like, yeah. you have to that's show a great that point. Yeah. You know, even when they take 10 shots, but one of the shots, the person is blinking. Yeah. So it makes them look like they're drunk, and yeah. they're not. Yeah. The, the red tops are famous for it. They're looking for these craft photographs. Mm. And I think it's terrible because what are they doing? What are they actually giving to society? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. And are we buying the papers of that? We're not really. No. We're, if you look at Liverpool, it was Liverpool all those years ago <clears> for the sun and for the tragedy. Yeah. The, the, the people living in Liverpool will not buy the sun newspaper over there anymore yeah. because of what they printed and it yeah. was inaccurate and whatever. And that's a huge stand of community coming together again yeah, yeah, and taking a stand yeah. and saying, no, we won't do this anymore. And it's a paper that I don't like to buy at all. Mm. You know, rag mag. No, Ramax, <laughs> that's all they are. Not contributing to society, they're actually doing damage to society. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the problem is. Yeah. Then the, the other argument to that is that they find that that sells papers and that's what they, mm. that's Fair their business. Bad news so will always... we're at fault yeah. for that one. Oh, look, I'm yeah. by that. Bad news will always say the world is getting smaller because of communication. Yes. You know? And it's Mother's Day. As, oh, this, yes. as this podcast will be uploaded, hopefully there'll be mummies all over the place who will have a, had a lovely day getting spoiled rotten. But they should be spoiled rotten every day, really. Do, do you think it's a hallmark holiday, Paul? Or do you think it's a nice thing to have a... I think a it's a nice thing, I'll be quite honest with you. I mean, like, I was down at an event in the large room for International Women's Day. Um, I can't remember the lady that was talking. Dee, she's originally from Tremor. But, um, D. Hurley. D. Yeah. And uh, 
Oh, is there already a Hutchinson? Hutchinson, Hutchinson, apologies. Yeah. She was absolutely brilliant. Now, even as a man sitting down there, great speaker, a crowd of women, I really got a lot out of her because the way mm. she was doing. And she was talking normal, as you know, having a chat with us. But I think that women have the time you see, and I see, it's not the fact that I see, but like the fact it came out with BBC and the RTE, the, that glass ceiling, it is there, let's be honest about it. Just saying, but oh, yeah, we can't play her because she might get pregnant. You know, all these stupid things. And it goes against humanity as far as I'm concerned. And I think, like, Jean, what she's been through with the kids, and she's the go-to person for all of us. Jeez, if I bang my knee, I say, oh, Jean, her <laughs> baby. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. She's like my mammy, like, in a sense. Yeah. Like. But I think, where would we be? And, uh, and I think that we should actually take, not just one day, but a few days out to actually to say to yeah, No, I, you know? I think it's fantastic. Yeah, I it's think, um, and especially, actually, International Women's Day as well as Mother's Day this, mm. this year, I think, really had yes. a lot of prominence. And it was, mm. I think it was absolutely Fine. fantastic. But yeah, look, yeah, my, like... I love my mummy and why like I think Fair. take a day yeah. out to, to, to celebrate they all know it, yeah. like you, you think they all we hope, I hope they all know um, but like it was so funny my brother um, we have a whatsapp group called siblings and my two brothers put up a message yesterday uh, well Lar, what are you getting mum for Mother's Day how much do you want <laughs> so, you're, so you're the chief organiser but like so I text them back and said well you both live at home forget about the money I said just do something do for something. Yeah. oh but that's too much effort I said, yeah. but, but that's, that's oh, what you're missing, and I really took you're it up with them. I was yeah. like, you're missing the whole the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. As it turns out, myself and my mum are going to their rugby match in driving Just up to Cork tomorrow to um, support them. to support them. So I, that's the way I turned it around. I was like, uh, you know, do you not see what's wrong with this? Situation? On the other hand, then my mother is dead, and it's to be very mindful. And Maria and my mother-in-law is dead, and it's actually quite difficult when you go around for the for the month of January and February and you see all the Mother's Day cards beautiful ones and I used to always take great care picking yeah. the one the right one the right verse the right picture whatever and it, it is it's difficult because many of us will be visiting our mother's graves on yeah, the day I'm and just to be mindful that. of that there's going to be a lot of people now my daughter lives in Australia that will be hard for me she will ring my son is great fantastic I have two stepsons they're fantastic but it's just to be mindful as well that not everyone has a mother alive mm. no, and exactly. cherish yeah, yeah. and I Absolutely. would say cherish them and love them and oh, mind oh, them totally, and if you've totally. had a row with them throw your arms around them and, and tell them you forgive them or whatever little you know bit of a row you've had and I think that's the main thing to understand I mean when you were born you were loved unconditionally absolutely you know like so like whatever changed in the meantime yeah mammy still loved you they absolutely do. I know. My mother, my mother's anniversary is tomorrow. Actually, and she's um, ninety-four. She passed away, and there's not a day goes by. You don't think of because her because that's really. the impact that she had. Yeah. My poor father never gets a look in at all. <laughs> you know. I think the mother is the hub, though. Oh, she she, they the tend hub. to be the hub oh, yeah. of the family, and and such an important role, and 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 so inspirational to lots of people. But I do. I do, I have that little lurch when I see all the the mugs in the shop yeah. to my favorite mum or to my bet the best mum and all the yeah. cars, and it, 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 I just wish that everybody would appreciate if they have a mother or a guardian or someone that's a mother role to appreciate well them. said not just well for tomorrow said. but well every said. day because life is just too, so short make oh, it, it counts yeah. and they're great role models I mean my mother I mean like there's half of the time I'm not a religious person by any means but I often find myself in a um, sticky, sticky situation or I don't know yeah. what to do ring ma'am no and I just like say a little prayer ma'am what will I do, what I, do? I, I would often do that you know and the sign will come Paul I oh, yeah. just, people would say that and I would be very much into the angels and whatever and my mum when she was dying she had a very hard death very bad health but when we knew she was going to die I said mom what am I going to do how am I going to manage she's lived next door to me she was a huge part of our life she reminded my kids and reared them I said what will I do mom when you're gone and she said Joe I'll never leave you I could be a pretty sky I could be a rainbow I could be you know a bird oh, yeah, yeah. a butterfly I will never leave you and if there is a way back 
I will come back and you will know him with you. And I see the strangest white feathers, whatever, and, you know, signs and uh, Daniel O'Donnell will come on the, the radio or something will happen. Yeah. And Or I will meet a stranger that said, oh, my God, are you anything to Eileen Cregan? I knew her from the bingo or I knew her from whatever. And uh, I said, God, yeah. And oh, and they tell me a little story about some way that she may have helped somebody many, many years ago or a friendship or a funny moment or a funny story. And so those signs, they're there and they will never leave us. And that keeps me... Every day, I, I know she's with me. Keeps I know she's mind me. It keeps me sane. Yeah. And I, I know everyone doesn't feel like that when they've lost a loved one. But if I didn't feel she was with me, I know she's with me. Mm. And that's what gets me through the day. It's a funny note on that because he, uh, the reason I'm smiling and laughing at you is my sister, uh, who's much, much older than me. <laughs> she'll love, she love you. Um, when she went off on holidays, but her husband now, they're my Jesus, 30 odd years. But uh, when they went off to Spain, uh, for the very first holiday, my mother turned around and she said, if you think of doing anything, she said, remember this face. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh believe she even said to me, she said, to this day, she said, I was talking to her, her daughter and she said the same thing to her daughter, if you think of doing anything with any young fella, remember this face. <laughs> I love it. My, my mother, she used to always, when we used to go on holidays, wherever, whoever we're going, I have three, two sisters, so two sisters, one brother, and we'd be going on holidays and she always give you the 50 euro in the hand, the Hansel for the breakfast in the airport because, you know, historically, the, the airport breakfast is always very dear. So this mm. was mum's way of giving the 50 mm. euro. So when she died anyway, and whatever, she had died five years ago now, and my we were talking one day at one of the celebrations for mass, whatever, that I was organising, we all met up after for dinner, and Sheila said at the time, God... And we're going away now next week for a holiday, a weekend break. And she says, poor old mom, she always had the 50 euro with the Hansel. And my brother nearly had a heart attack. He says, what? What? And all the years, he never got it. <laughs> and if anyone knows James Cregan, he's very good with his money. And he just never knew that we were all those years. It was only 50 euro. It was a gesture. It's a gesture yeah. of it, and, and for whatever reason... He used to call up to say goodbye to her before he'd go, so he didn't get it. So he wasn't quite. Uh, yeah. so I have to tell you before we finish about when you're you're talking about signs, and I know Maria, you like this. So like mm. you're saying, you know, they're always with you. Last night we were doing solace. So the night before a show, I always give a little pep talk to the cast and just say, you know, this might go wrong, that might go wrong, don't worry about it. And one of the things I said was, when you're dancing, stuff will always fall off. But I said, don't worry about it. Like, I'll keep going. Keep going. Mm. I'll get it off the stage, don't worry. Because a lot of these people have never been on stage. First dance last night, group dance, everyone's on the stage. Des O'Keefe had a bracelet. Belonged to Billy, God rest him. <gasps> fell off his hand onto the middle of the stage. So I wasn't aware of it at the time. And he came up to me at the end and he just said, Lauren, I'm after losing my bracelet that mm. Billy gave me can you can you get it back for me and I looked out on the stage and here it was John Keane developer mm. history Niall Power Beat FM one of the judges right in, in between the oh there my god right he so I said I'll far. get it for you I said I'll get it for you in a minute and the lads were having a chat on the stage you know kind of making like very small steps mm. and I said John's going to see that now in a minute and he'll kick it off and yeah. I'll get it and it'll be grand the two of them never saw it and they never stood on it their feet were like dancing around it so like Billy was around with them it was the one it was it was it was just it was exactly so like that Maria. it was like where he would have been if he was there he would be in the and middle. nobody noticed it and I was going this is really Spooky. weird and I told Des about it after and he He'd just loved went that. oh my he, god he would, yeah. he would like it was it was just the kind of comfort it really would it would and it was a break like a chain bracelet that like I don't know I don't know how it fell 
yeah. fell off yeah. but it did like and it was, I just thought that was but I really so would believe strange. that Billy would be there I always remember years ago he was telling me you should go to Italy and I went to Sorrento and I brought him back I think it was oven gloves or a tea towel and a bottle of limoncello and whenever I wrote a note and he, he always said to me Joe you spelt limoncello wrong <laughs> you know and he just he told me places to go and what we would like and you know and I just always think of him anytime I go there or anytime you know songs on the radio but mm. I felt less when I saw Des dancing with the, the lovely girl the Glendon girl yeah. I, I didn't realise they were paired together and, yeah. and I, my first thought was Billy and my mother wherever she is up there in the heavens yeah. Billy's there singing away to her because she adored him and so he was such a huge important part of people's life in Waterford yeah. and to see Des doing that in memory of him or for whatever reason it, well, yeah, he did, it he was absolutely wonderful him, yeah. and Billy will never be far from our hearts Back Chat with Maria McCann. This week's Back Chatters have been Paul Dower, Joe Cregan and Lauren Trainer. Back Chat with Maria McCann is available from Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out Back Chat Bite Size too. Right now, there are great deals to escape to Europe in spring and summer on direct flights to Ireland with Aer Lingus. Stay put in cool contemporary capital Dublin or head off to any of 20 amazing European cities you've always wanted to visit. Classical chic Rome, Paris, the home of romance, or London, the cutting edge of culture. Deals are for a limited time only, so hurry and book today. Smart says escape to Europe this spring and summer. Smart flies Aer Lingus. Book now at aerlingus.com. You're with your baby girl. You've been practicing your mamas and dadas for weeks. And now she looks up and begins to mouth her very first words. This is the moment you've been waiting for. It's time to visit your authorized Mercedes-Benz dealer and test drive the all-new GLE. With the first era of the Mercedes-Benz user experience and optional third-row seating for your whole family. Smart mama. Smart dada. Visit MBUSA.com GLE to learn more. Mercedes-Benz. The best or nothing. Some equipment described as optional. 